Sir, Bible this morning to the book of Psalms. We'll be in Psalms chapter number 25. Psalms chapter number 25. And we've already had a great day uh, in church, the Sunday school hour, great early service. And now I uh, look forward to what God has for us this hour. And then tonight at 6 o'clock, I want you to be here this evening at 6 o'clock. And uh, we'll be in Psalms 25 this morning. I'm going to read the first 10 verses of this psalm. I want you to follow along with me. And then we'll look back in this passage of Scripture uh, throughout the message this morning. Psalms chapter number 25, and continue to be praying for all that we have going on. It's exciting times. going to be busy times, but uh, that will keep uh, some of us out of trouble being busy. Uh, nobody in mind, uh, but uh, it, it'll, be, it'll be fun to see how God does all this. Psalms 25, uh, beginning with verse number 1. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in thee, let me not be ashamed, let not mine enemies triumph over me. Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed, let them be ashamed which transgress without cause. Show me thy ways, O Lord, teach me thy paths, lead me in thy truth, and teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Remember, O Lord, thy tender mercies and thy loving kindness, for they have, they have been ever of old. Remember not the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions. According to thy mercy, remember thou me, for thy goodness sake, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord, therefore will he teach sinners in the way. The meek will he guide in judgment, and the meek will he teach his way. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. I want us to look at these first ten verses and We'll refer back to this in just a moment, uh, but I want to uh, uh, speak this morning on trusting in the Lord. Trust in the Lord, or you can title it, uh, Learning to Depend on God. We need to trust the Lord. Uh, we say that all the time, just trust God, but uh, are we doing what is necessary to just trust God? You need to just trust Him, depend on Him. Uh, but there are some things, it's, 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 a lot easier, it's a lot easier to say that than to actually do it sometimes. Uh, but David gives us an insight into some things that I believe that will help us uh, if we incorporate them into our life to learn to trust the Lord. Let's ask, let's ask Him to help us. Father, uh, we thank You for an opportunity to be in church again. We thank You for Your Word. Father, I pray now that during the time that we have, I pray that the Holy Spirit of God will uh, just have liberty this morning. May uh, we turn our focus, our attention to the Word of God and what you have for us. And Father, there's one here unsaved, uncertain of their eternity. May they get that settled this morning. For the child of God who's facing uh, circumstances they may not understand or they may not uh, know what to do, uh, may they learn this morning to depend on you. And Father, may all of us, all of us, uh, have a greater faith in our God because of the message this morning, because of the scripture uh, in which we will look. And Father, we'll give you the honor and glory for what you do. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, learning to depend on God, trusting in the Lord. Uh, we find in this psalm that, <coughs> excuse me, David was the human author of, uh, we find a theme of dependence on God. We find a testimony of trusting in the Lord. And by way of introduction this morning, I want us 
to look at David's dependence. Look at verse number one, right out of the, uh, the beginning, the first verse, uh, David writes, Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Immediately, David is establishing the fact that it is God that he looks to. It is God that he turns to. Uh, what a dependence on him, looking unto him. In verse number two, we see, O my God, I trust in thee. Uh, he is giving his testimony, and his testimony is, I trust in thee. What a goal for a testimony for every child of God, for it to be, I trust in thee. Often we trust in ourselves, don't we? Often we trust in our own wisdom, don't we? But David says, my testimony, I'm turning to you, God, and I trust in thee. Uh, we further see David's dependence on God in verse number 3. Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Notice those words, that wait on thee. Uh, that's speaking of dependence on God. He is depending on him. He's saying, uh, let those of us that depend on you, let those of us that wait on you not to be ashamed. What is he, what is he uh, saying to God? He's saying, those of us that depend on you, let us not be embarrassed because you didn't come through, because you, you let us down. And can I say this morning uh, that with David, that God has never let any of us down? God has never disappointed us. It's not his nature. It's not his ability uh, to let us down. Man will let us down. We'll let ourselves down. But we have a God who will never, we, we will never be embarrassed because God wasn't who he said he was. We'll never be ashamed because God just didn't have enough to come through for you and I. Uh, we can depend on him and we see David's dependence on him in the fact that he says in verse number three, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Notice verse number five. He says very similar. Lead me in thy truth and teach me for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Oh, there's a message in that phrase in itself. On thee do I wait. We need to wait on him, depend on him, trust him. But it's those next little words that get us all the day. We are an impatient people. Uh, we need to wait on him, but we need to wait on his timing as well. What am I going to do today? I, I got to get up tomorrow and figure out how to solve all my problems. I know what you mean by that, but not if you're waiting on God. Not if you're depending on God. I'm depending on Him to give me the wisdom I need. I'm depending on Him to lead me in the path that I should go. I'm depending on Him. You know, we've all been disappointed, and usually our disappointment comes in dependence on ourselves, dependence on our own understanding, dependence on someone other than God. But David is, is, is showing us his dependence on God. All the day he waits on him. And this verse 21, towards the end of the chapter, which we did not read already, let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait on thee. David starts the chapter with the theme. He ends the chapter with the theme that I'm depending on him. I'm depending on God. But this, this morning, David is giving his testimony, and I've already pointed out by way of introduction, his dependence on God but let's not make the mistake to think that it's just as easy as just saying, okay, I echo the words that David said, I depend on him. Because as we know, those words are easier to say than to live. Uh, a lot of times we'll say, well, I'm just depending on God, but 
I'm depending on God except for we need to depend on Him. Or this morning, how do we learn to depend on God? I believe David in his testimony here in chapter number 25 is going to give us some real truths that you and I can incorporate into our life as we continue to learn how to depend on Him. I believe this, God's going to bring something across every one of our path so that we have to depend on Him. We have to lean on Him. We ought to be willing to depend on our God. Let's look by way of outline uh, uh, number one this morning. If you're going to learn to depend on God, you have got to trust His direction. You've got to trust His direction. Notice in verse number four, show me thy ways. Notice the word ways. Uh, He's speaking of actions. God, show me what you do. Wouldn't we have a lot less problems if we were concerned with what God's action was than than basing our reaction off of our own emotion and off of what uh, the situation that we uh, come into? A lot of trouble will be solved if we already know the action that's supposed to take place when the situation comes. And David says, show me thy ways. How is it that we don't have the right direction? It's because we're not looking in the right place. Show me thy ways. Well, I don't know how to act. Let's look and see how God acts. And he says, show me how you act in every situation. Show me what your response is, God. I would say that that would be a pretty good place to start, is to trust his direction and show thy ways. But he goes on. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. This is the actual direction. We see the actions of God. David has a desire to learn. We have the actual direction of God. Which way is God going? Which way is God leading? That's the way that David wanted to go. We need to trust his direction. Sometimes God will leave the Christian down a path that they never thought they would go. We have to trust his direction. God, I never, I never planned on this. I never thought I'd be here. Trust his direction. If you're going to learn to depend on God in every situation, and especially the young people in the building, listen to me, you hear, you hear those old folks like your parents, you know, say these things. You hear your, your pastor, not quite as old as your parents, say these things, and, and we throw this out. You need to trust God. You need to depend on God. You say, oh, I need to trust Him. What does that mean? That means you need to learn to trust His direction, the way He leads, the way He points. You've got to trust that. Well, I don't understand it. That's why He's got to show you His ways. If you're trying to compare what God is doing with your logic, it'll never make sense to you. If you try and compare what you're doing with how God is going to act in a situation, it will never line up. That's why David says, I'm waiting on you. I'm trusting you. Show me your ways. David had the heart to change and learn what God was doing as opposed to try and take God and put him in his box. That's a lot of times what we do. He says, teach me thy paths, those directions. I want to know where God is going. I want to know what God is doing. Notice in verse number five, lead me in thy truth and teach me. Lead me in thy truth. These are the, his absolutes. 
God is truth. This world is not truth. Your reasoning is not truth. Your understanding is not truth. God is truth. And David says, if I'm going to depend on you, I've got to know the way you act. I've got to know the direction you're going. And I've got to know your absolute. I've got to know who you are. I have to know what is truth. And we have to trust his direction. If God is leading, it's never the wrong way. If God, if, God, if God acts a certain way, it is never the wrong action. If, if God is truth, that absolute, we live in a world today where we don't want an absolute. We don't want anybody to say this is right and this is wrong. Well, that's just what you believe. No, friend, there is truth. It is God. God is truth. If you want to know what is right, study God. If you want to know what is wrong, it's that which is not God, not of God. He says, I want to know your direction, Christian. Do you, can you, do you want to depend on God? You cannot do it outside of the Word of God. You've got to know the Word of God. This is why Christians fall by the wayside. This is why when they get in a time of trial and burden, uh, they, do not, they do not overcome. It's because they do not know God's actions. They do not go hit, know His leading. They do not know the absolute truth of God. It's because they're not in the Word of God. You cannot know what God is doing in your life if you're not in the Word of God. Well, I'm just trying to figure out what God wants for me. Get in the Bible. Get in the Word of God. Well, I was talking to my friends. Big deal. What are God's actions? Well, I was reading this self-help book. Wonderful. What does God say? What is His direction? Which way is he leading? This is how David could say, I'm waiting on you. I'm depending on you. I trust you. The reason is, is because he wanted to know the thoughts of God. He wanted to know the actions of God. He wanted to know the direction of God. What is, what is the truth, the absolutes of God? Christian, if you want to know, if you want to depend on God, you've got to learn more about your God. You're not going to learn about God through Google. You've got to crack open the Bible and, and go from page to page and read the words of God and study the things of God and then make a note of in, in, in your own personal time and in a Sunday school hour, in a church service, here's, here's something about God that I need to make a note of so I understand His direction. I understand His absolute truth and I understand His leading because I am understanding more of Him. You can't depend on Him without saying, God, teach me. You've got to trust His direction. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thy own understanding. Too many Christians, you fail to depend on God in the crisis hour because they lean on their own understanding. They react instead of act the way God would act. God wants us to know Him. God wants us to know He teaches us what is truth. We must depend on Him. Trust His direction. Well, well I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know which way He's going. That's why He says, teach me. 
Well, I just don't understand. Teach me. There's too many Christians. You don't want to learn what God will teach you. You don't want to know what God will show you. God will give you direction. But He will not give you direction outside of the pages of His book. God will show you more about Him. But He will not do it outside of the pages of Scripture. Trust His direction. I do not understand why God does everything that He does, that He has recorded in His book. But I do understand I have a God whose ways are above my ways, whose thoughts are above my thoughts. I want to know if there's something I don't understand. It's not because God is wrong. I want Him to teach me. I want to trust His direction of what He's doing in my life. But if we want to learn how to depend on God, we have to, number one, trust His direction. Number two, we must remember His compassion. Look at verse number six. Remember, O Lord, Thy tender mercies and Thy loving kindness, for they have been ever of old. David remembered the compassion of God. He's reminding God, said, God, remember. Remember your mercies. Remember thy loving kindness. Boy, David is bringing to remembrance these things to the mind of God because he first brought them to remembrance in his own mind. He remembered the compassion of God, his tender mercies. Oh, Christian, we need to be reminded of the mercy of God. Oh, I'm thankful for the grace of God. I'm thankful for the mercy of God. Friend, this morning, you and I deserve eternal condemnation, but, but for the mercy of God, He sent His only Son to pay our sin debt, and it's through the grace of God, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, that you and I are saved. It's not because of your goodness you're saved. It's because of the mercy of God. Oh, I just want to depend on God. Well, remember His mercy. I don't know what to do. Remember His mercy. And His long-suffering. His long-suffering. His loving kindness. Well, we have a tender, a God with tender mercies, loving kindness. We have a God with a... Think about how great of a God we have. How powerful of a God we have. He's so powerful, He spoke everything that is into existence. You think of everything that is in, in control by the laws of God today. We have a God that big, that great, but yet so gentle that He can comfort you in your darkest hour. We have a God that's so great that He keeps the earth spinning, on, rotating on its axis. Every star is in place. We have a God that is so great that He knows the thoughts of every man, but we have a God that has such a tender mercy about Him and has such loving kindness about Him that when we need just the gentle comfort of an Almighty God, He can comfort us like nobody else can. In those lonely times, you can still feel His presence. He is aware. He's so big. He knows the thoughts of every man, but He is so kind-hearted and He is so gentle and He is so compassionate that He catches every tear. That man sheds. We got to remember that. 
remember his compassion. Well, I'm in a struggle today, Pastor, remember his compassion. Well, I'm in a hard time, remember his compassion. I've messed up, remember his compassion. Notice the last part of verse number 6, this is key. Remember, O Lord, thy tender mercies and thy loving kindness, for they have been ever of old. What is he saying here? He's saying, because there's no expiration date on them. They've always been. They'll always be. Aren't you thankful this morning that the same mercy that David is speaking about, that he wrote all those hundreds of years ago, our God still will impart the same mercy to you and I? Aren't you glad that He hasn't run out of mercy? Aren't you glad that God hasn't run out of love? Aren't you glad that our God is so big and so great that His love extends from a time when there was no beginning and extends to a time when there is no end? He has loving kindness that you and I can, can, can only, we can't even hardly fathom the, the love of an almighty God. He doesn't run out of love. He doesn't run out of mercy. We need to remember that in our dark times. And friends, sometimes it's so lonely that's all you can hold to. I'm going to trust you, God. I don't understand it. I don't know how I'm going to get through it, but I know you don't ever run out of mercy. I know you don't ever run out of love. I, and, and the gentleness of my God, I remember those times and I know it's of old. I know it's the same love and the same mercy that all men have been privileged to. I am now privileged to. You must remember his compassion. Number three, we continue, David continues to testify and gives us some glimpse into how to depend on God. And before I give you number three, let me remind all of us that we need to live in dependence on God. We need to live depending on His leadership and His care and trust in the Lord. But number three, we must also remember His nature. Look at verse number 8. Good and upright is the Lord. Verse number 10. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth unto such as keep His covenant and His testimonies. We must remember His nature. Verse number 8 reminds us that we have a good God. We have a good God. All of us today, no matter what we're dealing with, no matter what we're going through, no matter what we've faced in the past, if we were honest, we'd all have to stand and say, God is good. We have a good God. Well, in the times when you have to make decisions, I want to depend on God. Well, remember His nature. Well, in those times of choice, those times of trial those times of just daily dependence on God. I want to learn how to do that. Well, what do we do? We must remember His nature. And sometimes it will seem as if God has forsaken us. Sometimes it will seem as God has turned His back on us. You must remind yourself and remember the nature of God. It's not His nature it's to, 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 to destroy us, to desert us. It is His nature to remember. It is His nature to be kind. It is His nature. He's a good God. Uh, how many times have we used up our last chance with God? You know what I'm talking about. We live long enough, we can look back and say, oh, I don't know why God put up with me. 
Some of you would say like this, I don't know why God has put up with my husband. But it's probably true of all of us, I don't know why God's put up with us. Because we're reminded it's in His nature, He's a good God. And upright is the Lord. He's going to do the right thing by the standard that He has set. He, he is a good God. But not only good and upright is the Lord, but verse number 10, I like this. I like all of this, but I really like this as all the paths of the Lord. I have circled that word all. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth. My path is different than your path. Along a lifetime, we may take several different paths. But all the paths of the Lord are full of mercy and truth. Sometimes God will lead us down a path and there's blessing and there's, there, 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 there's grace and there's goodness. Oh, it's full of mercy and truth. We don't deserve that. But sometimes the path for you and I, there'll be some tears that'll be shed. There'll be some, uh, a way that we never intended to go. Can I say, if you're on that path today, all the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth. Anywhere you follow God is a good place to be going. And we don't understand everything we encounter along the way. We don't understand why we encounter them. On the, well, when I was younger, I never thought this is the path that God would take me down. Let me give you some encouragement this morning. You might be on a path you never thought you'd be on, but all the paths of God are full of mercy and truth. His mercy and truth and His plan is not just for everybody else's path. It's for your path too. It's not just for a certain time of your life. It's every Every path He leads you down, every way He takes you, all the paths of the Lord are full of mercy and truth. No matter what path He leads you down, He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He's there with you. He'll be there in times of comfort you. He'll be there in times to, to lead you when you don't think you have any leadership. All of His paths. Remember His nature. If God was as unloving as sometimes Christians painted Him to be, He would not be the God of the Bible. All paths. So no matter what, what path you find yourself, remember His nature. And then I get to number four. We find His requirement. Now we have seen this morning... In Psalms chapter number 25, we have heard the testimony of David. We've seen by a pattern, in, by way of introduction, David's dependence on God. We know that we should depend on God. And we've already seen by way of outline how we must trust His direction. And God, I want to teach, I want you to teach me more about you. And we must remember His compassion. And aren't you thankful we have a loving God? And we have a God uh, who, who, who sustains us and that gentle God. We just mentioned we must remember His nature. He's a good God. But there's a key to being dependent on God. There's a key to enjoying the benefits. In these 22 verses, we find the testimony of God. We find much that we didn't read. And, and David reminds God of the enemies. And David reminds uh, God to, uh, to, to, to help the, the people of Israel. And, and David is testifying, but he is reminding God of certain things. But what cannot be lost in the middle of these 
wonderful verses and reminder of how great our God is. And let me just remind us one more time. We have the holy God of all things, and you and I are made of dust. But we have a God who is a benevolent God to us. He's a gracious God. He's a merciful God. But if you and I are going to depend on Him, yes, all of these things that I've already mentioned are true. But there's a key that cannot be lost. And it's found in verse number 9. The meek will he guide in judgment, and the meek will he teach his way. See, his requirement is meekness. To be humble is what that word means. To be yielded. Say, well, pastor, if we have a good God, and I believe we do, if we have a God will never lead us down a path that He will not sustain us. Then why am I struggling? Or why are so many turned aside? And why is it that it seems, I'm not saying it's true, but it just seems that God has left them. Could it be that a haughty heart has entered into the presence of God and demanded that God meet their need? Could it be that Man in his pride has stood before God and shaken his fist and said, God, I didn't deserve this. I didn't want this. Could it be that man in his pride has said, God, I don't want to submit to your ways. I don't want to submit to your actions. I don't want to know your truths. I want to do my own thing, my own path, my own way. I want to lean on my own understanding. David reminds us of the goodness of God, the greatness of God, the magnificence of God. And this morning, just hearing his testimony ought to make you and I want to depend on God in a greater way. We want to be reminded that, oh, I can depend on God. I can wait on Him. But there's a key. You you will never find a haughty spirit, and the blessings of God. You will never find a prideful heart receiving God's blessings. The key is the meek will he guide. It would probably be true in a crowd this size that the reason why some are not depending on him and his leadership, and you want to make you want you, you God is trying to lead you in a way, but you're resistant to it. So I, I, I want to depend on him, but no, 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 no. How's that meek heart? How's the meek spirit? Have you surrendered to? His will. Have you surrendered to His leadership? See, the, the, the haughty man says, I don't need to learn the direction of God. Uh, the, the man full of pride says, I don't have to submit. And we're not, we don't remind ourselves of the mercy of God and the compassion of God because we think we deserve more from God. We think we deserve a, a, a greater uh, thing from God, but yet we must enter into God's presence with a meekness. God, I I never thought I'd go down this path. But this is the path that you want me to go down. I know I can depend on you. I never thought I'd find myself in this situation. But I am yielded to your leadership. 
See, if you're going to depend on God, if you're going to learn how to depend on God, we must do all the things that we mentioned, but the key is you must notice His requirement. It's a meek spirit. It's a meek heart. A humble heart. A yielded life. It says to God, whatever you want from me, that's, I, I have to learn you. I want you to teach me. But sometimes we get so full of ourselves, we don't like the lessons God's trying to teach us. We, we don't like the direction God's trying to take us. We don't like the actions, that, and we know this is the, God sets the pattern for how we should act, but yet our emotions, we want to give in to our emotions, and we want, to, we want to react, and we want to act the way that appeases us for the moment instead of putting everything in dependence on God. Say, so what is that, Pastor? It's pride. It's thinking that we know as much as our Creator knows. And God, I know in everybody else's situation, everybody else's life, this is the way they should react, but I'm different. I don't want to, I don't want to follow that. Verse number 9 is the key. The meek will he guide in judgment, and the meek will he teach his way. Quite frankly, some don't grow as a Christian because they don't think they need to. Some don't learn more about God because they don't think they need to. Some don't, some don't change their ways and start acting as God would act because they don't think they need to. How shameful and how prideful of us to think that in any way we can put ourselves in a situation when we are not dependent on God. I'll conclude with this. Let's go back to verse number 1. David writes, Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. David begins with those two words I've already pointed out to you. Unto thee. Unto thee. To God he's looking. Now, we have seen, and we don't have time this morning to go through this entire chapter, but I would encourage you on your own time to go through this chapter. <coughs> We've seen the testimony of David. But it begins with those two words, unto thee. I would conclude with this question this morning, where is your trust? Is it unto thee or in me? Unto thee or in me? If you were honest standing before your God and God does know your heart and if you were asked the question, who do you put the greatest dependence on? Who are you depending on? Whose mind are you depending on? Whose judgment are you depending on? Whose understanding are you depending on? If you were honest, would you, would you answer unto thee or me? Well, I would dare say that question will eventually answer itself. Unto thee or me. I would hate to think that I had a perfect God to depend on. 
And yet I chose to depend on my own understanding. Trust in the Lord. Learning how to depend on Him. We must trust His direction. Follow as the Lord leads. Let's remember His compassion. Remember His nature. We must also remember His requirement to humble ourselves. And humbling yourselves before God is not a one-time thing. It's an everyday thing. I must depend on you today. You have some decisions to make in the near future. You have some crossroads of life that you're at. Are you depending on Him or on yourself? I pray to God this morning that we can say or learn in a greater way. I'm learning in a greater way.